Hello, and welcome to the latest podcast from The Lancet. I'm Naomi Lee, and today I'm joined by Professor Fritz Schroeder from the Department of Urology, Erasmus University Medical Centre, Rotterdam, Netherlands, to discuss the latest report from the European Randomised Study of Screening for Prostate Cancer. Hello, Professor Schroeder. Hello. Thank you for joining us. Thank you very much uh, for asking me. So, the first question is, what's the current situation with regards to prostate cancer screening? Uh, there's a very simple answer, and that is that the uh, best studies pre- provide strong evidence that uh, prostate cancer screening reduces prostate cancer mortality, and that's what it's all about. Uh, there is international discussion about this, obviously. The consequence of our own study and our own study group is that at present, population screening uh, should nowhere be introduced and is not introduced anywhere. Uh, And that is mainly due to the well-recognized and uh, acknowledged imbalance of the benefits and harms. And the harms are mainly uh, due to the degree of overdiagnosis, which, depending on age, uh, ranges between uh, 40 and 60 percent. This doesn't mean that screening is not included in the guidelines. It is included in virtually every professional guideline, but then with the pre-requirement of informed decision-taking. Can you tell us about the European Randomized Study for Screening of Prostate Cancer? Well, I do this with pleasure. Uh, Together with my colleague, Professor Louis Denis, in uh, Antwerp, Belgium, uh, we initiated the study with two pilot studies in Rotterdam and in Antwerp in 1991. And this was due to an important publication of which we had advanced knowledge uh, in the New England Journal of Medicine by Dr. Catalona, which showed for the first time that PSA could be used to diagnose prostate cancer early. That has stimulated us to uh, go ahead and try to uh, design a PSA-based screening study in which we included initially rectal examination also, but then later on dropped it from our procedure. Uh, We solicited and found international cooperation uh, once the study was going on and by 1995 seven countries had joined the European randomized study of screening for prostate cancer as we called it then and we had one latecomer and that is France which uh, joined a few years later. So there are eight European countries and that is um, very important to know There is obviously heterogeneity between these countries in terms of how they conduct screening and uh, in terms of the underlying risk of dying of prostate cancer or having advanced prostate cancer. But these things, these differences have been taken into account when we designed the study and we have from the beginning on considered it an advantage and not a disadvantage. If we're showing an effect in spite of these differences, that is more important than eliminating the differences. What are the results from the study so far? Let me start out by saying that my personal opinion is that the results, even after 13 years of of median follow-up, are still preliminary uh, because almost 70% of all participants are still alive. So we are very eager to continue the study, and it may be that we see a late effect Uh, if we uh, take into account that we are producing by screening a lead time of somewhere between 6 and 10 years, 
and lead time means that we advance the clinical diagnosis by that period of time. And that actually would have to be taken into account when we assume uh, an effect or an end datum date of the uh, study. At this moment, we see a 20, 21% mortality reduction between the screen and control arm, and that is not adjusted for any uh, important factors such as non-participation or use of PSA in the control group. These are factors that in the, are in the process of being analyzed. We have reported in uh, the Lancet paper we're talking about today uh, that if we correct for non-compliance with the screening procedure, men not showing up to be screened, then, and we limit the analysis to those that have shown up, then we see a 27% reduction in prostate cancer mortality. Another important factor is that we are experiencing a uh, increase in the level of significance. Now, what has been discussed um, internationally is the number needed to be invited or number needed to screen and the number needed to diagnose or the number needed to treat, uh, which is uh, very important for any healthcare provider. And we're happy to report that this, uh, these numbers, which are related to the absolute risk reduction, have improved significantly. With the first, in the first paper, we uh, saw a number needed to screen or a number needed to invite of 1,410, and that has de decreased to 781, and the number needed to uh, diagnose or number needed to, to treat decreased from 48 to 27. So the absolute risk reduction, which is um, uh, in the range of 1.3 uh, per thousand men, is improving with time, and this is uh, something we find very important to report and to notice. That is one of the key issues addressed in our present paper. So that leads us on to our question, thinking about what does this mean for patients? Well, let me first say um, that our customers are not patients. Uh, they may become patients if prostate cancer is found, but they are really men at risk who decide to be um, studied. Since screening has been shown in our study to reduce prostate cancer mortality, but also has been shown to produce overdiagnosis. We have agreed, uh, and we agree with all the guidelines that have been uh, published in uh, recent years, uh, that screening cannot be refused, but it should also not be offered without an uh, informative conversation. And that process is called shared decision-taking. Uh, and the shared decision-taking is carried out in the best optimal way if decision aids are provided to, the, uh, to uh, men who want to be considered to be screened, and these decision aids are available uh, through various websites. Um, I think uh, in this decision process, the general practitioners, the urologists, the family, and the friends of uh, those men who consider to have a PSA test play a crucial role and should be involved, and those who carry out the testing should be aware of that and should promote this. Overdiagnosis means the diagnosis of cancers that during the lifetime of a patient would never lead to symptoms and will not lead to the death of the patient. Now, 
that is something that is burdening men enormously because the diagnosis of prostate cancer is usually also uh, followed by treatment. And the side effects of treatment, which are well known for radical prostatectomy and for radiotherapy, are significant. They include the pot potential loss of uh, uh, erections and also uh, may lead to incontinence. And uh, these are very severe side effects. And they, uh, if you imagine that they are applied to somebody who is not at risk at all to uh, have clinical prostate cancer or die of it, uh, that is really unacceptable. And it's unacceptable for everybody, also for us as investigators of the ISPC study. The question is, how can we resolve this situation? There are fortunately some good reasons for hope. Uh, the one that I at this moment favor most is the development of multi-parametric uh, magnetic resonance imaging, or MRI. Uh, MRI of the prostate in a multi-parametric fashion carried out by capable radiologists uh, leads to a selective diagnosis of aggressive cases and has the potential to avoid the diagnosis of the less aggressive ca cases that we may not want to see. Uh, this process of evaluation is still ongoing and it's uh, reasonably far in in advanced. The uh, literature on this issue is rapidly progressing. Also, there are new markers on the horizon, uh, serum markers and urine markers, and uh, these are in the process of being evaluated. And my hope is that some of these may help us to indeed in the future avoid uh, the overdiagnosis and then preferably the biopsy in men of the prostate in men who are unlikely to have uh, aggressive prostate cancer. It is very interesting and important to know that overdiagnosis is strongly related to age. Just to give you a couple of figures, a man with the, in the age group in the age of 55 uh, has a 27% chance of being overdiagnosed, and a man in the age, at the age of 75 has 56% chance of being overdiagnosed if he decides to undergo PSA testing. Now, everything else is in between these two uh, extreme figures, and uh, the data show very clearly what our task is. How does prostate cancer screening compare to population-based screening for other cancers? Um, there is no direct comparison, but the, the most uh, relevant example is uh, breast cancer and cervix cancer and recently colon cancer. Now, if you ask me for comparison, then uh, we need to compare the effect, and that is the decrease of the mortality of these diseases, and that is comparable for breast cancer and also for colon cancer. It is probably higher for cervix cancer, but there's never been a randomized study of cervix cancer with respect with the endpoint of uh, mortality. Um, the uh, amount of damage, put that in quotation marks, um, in terms of overdiagnosis is very similar in breast cancer. And um, I don't know the figures in prostate cancer. I have um, reviewed the breast cancer issue a little bit and um, 
found that the number needed to identify or number needed to diagnose uh, is in the range of 1,300 to 2,000. And that is quite similar or even uh, worse than uh, uh, our own data. And I'm referring here to a uh, recent international consensus paper published in Lancet 2012. So I believe that the uh, data we find in terms of effect and in terms of damage are very much in line with other um, uh, cancers in which, for which screening has already become a population-based uh, procedure. You've touched on some options for the future of screening of prostate cancer. What's the next step for your research? Well, for us, the next step is to um, continue the study. As I mentioned before, a little less than 30% of these patients have died so far, so more than 70%, or around 70%, are still alive and at risk. And uh, so we are very eager to continue this, uh, this study and come up with uh, updated information um, as needed and as it makes sense. And uh, my prediction for the future is that... Uh, uh, Population-based screening for prostate cancer is within reach and will probably become a healthcare policy, provided we can uh, resolve the overdiagnosis issue and some other quality of life issues. Professor Fritz Schroeder from Erasmus University Medical Center, thank you very much for taking the time to talk to The Lancet.